0: Good morning. want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Kate. I'm the minister here. We're so grateful that you're here, uh, that the rain didn't hold you back. Sometimes that pillow feels just a little bit better when it's raining outside and you feel it, you hear it on the roof. I'm grateful you all got up and came to worship. We've got a great day of worship today. It's a unique day of uh, worship. It's a um, casual service, a simpler service, and we're going to give you an opportunity at the end uh, after a brief uh, message about our text to call out hymns that you like, and we'll sing those hymns. I'll tell you what I tell the CEP kids when we have chapel. You have to raise your hand in order to speak, and I will call on you, and then you can uh, tell us what you'd like to sing. Uh, A couple things before we get started. Um, Exploring membership classes happen every first Sunday of the month. They give you an opportunity to meet uh, other people that are visiting our church. It will be at 10 o'clock in the social hall, which is between this building and uh, the large Family Life Center. It will be at 10 o'clock in the social hall, exploring membership classes. Um, Billy Jones is our pianist today. Billy's a friend of Harriet's. He's an organist at Victor Baptist, and uh, he stepped in to play for us, and we're grateful for you being here, Billy. I would spend a bunch of time I'm introducing him, but I think all of y'all know him better than I know him. Uh, he's been in music in the area for 50 years, so I'm thinking whatever him you call out, he's going to be able to dial up on the piano. We're grateful that you're here. Thank you. Um, June 26th, we will be recognizing all graduates in both worship services. We'll be announcing the graduates in both services. And whichever service a graduate is in, they be, they can stand and we'll recognize them. And um, related to that, especially a high school graduate, we have um, scholarships provided by Memorial. And you have an opportunity in the back. There's an application uh, for that scholarship. And we want you to get it in in the next uh, three weeks. There's there's two separate ones uh, that, and if you pay attention to the instructions you'll see uh, how they're different and um, how we can help you uh, as you pursue education. Um, there's a poll uh, f- about children's ministries that's gone out in the email that's all over Facebook. I encourage you if you've seen that and yet to do it, to do it, it takes about five minutes and you'll get that settled and be done. Um, I believe that's all of the announcements logistically. Uh, I'm going to have this family stand up and turn towards y'all. This is our newest uh, staff. Aaron Knight is joining us. There's our director of children's ministries and the children's choir. And there's a new position that we're creating uh, which is a church administrator. It's not a um, simple administrative tasks um, uh, or answering phones or, or welcoming people the way Beth does. She does a great job of that. Um, Aaron is going to be creating systems that help us organize our church which will be beyond critical as we continue to get bigger um, so we have um, David Claire, Miss Claire uh, will tell you what she thinks, she's uh, smart she was, did a great job in the children's sermon in uh, 9 o'clock the other day um, Luke and this is Erin uh, so Erin begins in earnest on uh, June 20th and we look forward to having her, um, thank you all for being here And every time I talk about staff, I'm going to talk about Kenna. Kenna had to up her data plan because of the number of texts that I sent her about this, uh, about all the hires that we have. Grateful for you, Kenna, for all the communication we've had in, um, in the hiring process. Let's begin our worship service. We have a responsive liturgy uh, from our United Methodist Book of Worship to commemorate Memorial Day, and it's on the right side of your um, bulletin, if you'll look on the right side. If you will join me in the bold. Almighty God, before whom stand the living and the dead, we, your children, whose mortal life is but a hand's breadth, give thanks to you. For all those through whom you have blessed our pilgrimage, whose lives that have empowered us, whose influence is a healing grace.
1: We, we lift up, thank
0: For the dear friends and family members whose faces we see no more, but whose love is with us forever. We, we lift up, thank For the teachers and companions of our childhood and youth, and for the members of our household of faith who worship you now in heaven. We lift up thankful for those who sacrifice themselves, our brothers and sisters who have given their lives for the sake of others.
1: We lift up
0: thankfulness that we may hold them in continual remembrance and ever think of them as with you in that city whose gates are not shut by day and where there is no light. We lift up Night that we may now be dedicated to working for a world where labor is rewarded, fear dispelled, and the nations made one. O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Day by day we magnify you and worship your name forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for those who have served our country and for the ways in which they sacrifice themselves for our gain and our good. We thank you for the families who were willing to let someone go and serve far across the world. We thank you for your loving presence in our loss, and we ask that you help us to be ever mindful of the opportunities that we have to live in your name with the time that we have, with the gifts that you have given us. To declare your message to your people. Amen. Please stand as you're able to sing number 700. speaker talk about a particular mission. You can come on up, Carson. And those uh, talks have ranged from all over the place to feeding uh, people, to clothing them, to educating them, to building houses for them, uh, to helping them in recovery. They've all been different. This one is very different. Carson Radline one of our amazing youth, and he was an awesome leader in the confirmation program, and he has an idea for your church, for our church.
2: All right, sweet. Good morning. Uh, As Joe said, I'm Carson Radline, and uh, I'm here to talk to you about a new community project I'll be heading for our church. So as you know, we have a large homeless population, so I want to do something to improve their quality of living while they get themselves back on their feet again. That's where this thing comes in. It may not look like much, but when it's done, it's going to be a full-fledged 4x6 plastic sleeping mat. So, how will a plastic sleeping mat help the homeless? Well, there are several benefits to these things. These mats are waterproof, they're warm, they're non-biodegradable, they're light, and they're portable. But most importantly, they're very sanitary, as they won't mold like traditional blankets, and bugs won't nest in them. There's certainly a need for these mats in the community. Through contact with Miracle Hill Ministries, I spoke to a man about the mats and what they're meant for. The man on the other side said, Wow, I hope I get one of these. I said, Well, they're they're meant for the homeless. And the man replied, I am homeless. This will keep my sleeping bag off the ground and dry in the wintertime. These mats will serve a huge purpose in the lives of these people and will have one less thing to worry about. So how can you help? Well, your bags and your service. We need lots of bags and lots of service. It takes between five hundred and seventy and seven hundred plastic bags to make these mats. And that's not something I can do on my own. But you guys get these bags everywhere. So start saving them and bringing them in instead of stockpiling them or throwing them out so we can repurpose these plastic bags together for a good cause. One of the best parts is that these mats will cost nothing to you, only your donations and your time. I'll have collection boxes in the Narthex, the FLC, and the office during the week when you want to donate your bags to this cause. We are going to plan days where everyone can get together to organize and cut and roll these bags into the materials we need to crochet the mats. But these days are really all contingent on your donations. Once we have these materials, we can plan days to crochet the mats. Another awesome part is the fact that anyone can learn to crochet these mats. I even learned last night, it really wasn't that hard. And then. So, but again, this is all dependent on your donations. This will be an ongoing project for our church, so bring in your bags. I'm going to be in the narthex after the service if anybody has any specific questions about what they're about and uh, how we're going to go about doing this. So thank you guys.
0: I think y'all need to be proud of the fact that you raise up kids that want to do something over and over and over again you raise up kids. When we talked about it, I said, I think the Kate family has about 700 of those bags under our sink. Uh, So as soon, y'all can keep one. You probably need one. And the other 699 you can bring up here and uh, we'll do something with them. Thank you, Carson. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you that we have a home where we may come and worship out of the rain. And in that gratitude, we also consider those that do not. Help us, Lord, as we hear the text for today, as we sing the songs for today, as we pray the prayers for this day. We may remember those who do not have as much as we do. And we may remember the words that echo in our ears all the time of helping those people. When we help those people, we help you. As we hear the story of the restoration of Israel and Ezra, help us to understand our part on both sides, our participation in this story, our blessing by your presence, and our opportunity to serve. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you turn in your bulletin, you can see numbers on attendance and offering. I want you to notice how attendance keeps getting better and how the offering keeps coming up even slightly we are right there at the line of what we need every week which is still a little frightening but so so much better than being frighteningly behind as we were at this point last year we're grateful for your generosity and we take that generosity very seriously thank you it's now time for our tithes and other offerings
3: God's heart of love, a shepherd's heart of grace. You're the shepherd of my life, my Savior and my Lord. You're the shepherd of my life, and I shall watch no more we are fed by your staff we are led you are my God the shepherd of my life oh
0: Turn to page 732 in your Pew Bible, if you like. 732 is Ezra chapter 1. I don't use Ezra very often. But when I was thinking, what should I do if we have three things coming together at once? The end of our mission and service theme. Memorial Day, and a Sunday in which we're going to sing a good bit as a celebration at the end. And I thought this text uh, could capture all three in a very helpful way. So let's look at Ezra chapter 1, starting with verse 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, The Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah, and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel. You may go up to Jerusalem, in I'm sorry, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any loyalty where survivors... On, let me slow down. Verse 4. And in any locality where survivors may now be living... The Lord, the people, are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with freewill offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and Levites... Everyone whose heart God had moved prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock and with valuable gifts, in addition to all the free will offerings. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Keep them open. That's the easy part, too. That's hard. Uh, the harder part's coming. Um, this is important. And you may not know a bunch about this significance, but um, first let's start with war. War costs us in every single way. It costs us the lives of those close to us. It costs us uh, the mental and emotional and spiritual stability of so many who lost dear friends. It costs us every valuable resource that we have. And in many cases, where the war occurs, it costs the people their beloved structure. So I want you to think about three entirely different people who had a similar thing uh, that they had in mind, but did very different things with it. One is Pharaoh of Egypt. One is Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. One is Cyrus of Persia. The Pharaoh in Egypt is one of the first three big boys that likes to start wars. He got upset, or the people around him got upset, that there were so many people of Israel in his land, and he said, I don't know if this is a good thing. Let's make them slaves and have them build everything we want. And we'll beat them on a level that they'll build it right, or they'll die. One stormed in and conquered the people of Israel. Israel. They were in Jerusalem. And Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came in and pulled them out and sent them out into exile. Two drastically different leaders with two drastically different plans in two drastically different places, a similar pain. Pharaoh caused the people of Israel great pain by putting them into slavery. Nebuchadnezzar by coming in and conquering them and taking their best and brightest and scattering them throughout the empire. But then there's Cyrus of Persia. He's a great conqueror too. In fact, he conquered Nebuchadnezzar. And he said what I just read. I feel called by God to let these people go back home and build the temple that was destroyed in the war that sent them on their way. Pharaoh and Nebuchadnezzar said, I am everything so you need to do whatever I say and give me whatever I want and if I let you live, you know, it's fine. Cyrus said, I've been given everything and so it's my duty to give it back. And so he said to the people of Israel who were scattered everywhere they were, you can go back home. You can rebuild. You can renew. Of course, they couldn't go back home unless something really important happened their neighbors helped them. Neighbors who would not be going with them were uh, either moved or forced to give them several uh, 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 expensive things so that they would have the means to leave that town, get back home, and build the temple that they were promised they could build. And so we already have two of these things that we were talking about today. One is the ravages of war. And the other one is neighbors helping one another. Helping one another get a leg up and get on their way and uh, do the things that they've been called to do. Those people of Israel could not rise up unless they were equipped by their neighbors to get on their way. Now, look at chapter 2. Just take a look at it. I'm not going to read it because it's crazy. But you see the roster. And you see the numbers of that roster. I get it. I get why you do that. When I go to a baseball game, I track every ball and strike and where every ball went and every out and every score, and I can show them all to you. I've got them printed off in my office. I do that. So I get get chapter 2, but I'm not going to read it to you. Now, look at chapter 3. It starts with rebuilding the altar on 735. If you flip over to 736, you see verse 7. This is the process of putting the temple back together again. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and gave food and drink and olive oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre so that they could bring cedar logs by sea from Lebanon to Joppa as authorized by Cyrus, king of Persia. In the second month of the second year after their arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem, it took a while. You see how long it took? Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Joshua, Son of Josadec, and the rest of the people, the priests and the Levites, and all who had returned from captivity to Jerusalem, began the work. They appointed Levites, 20 years old and older, to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Joshua and his sons and brothers, and Cobmiel and his sons, descendants of Hodabiah, and the sons of Hanadad, and their sons and brothers, all Levites, joined together in supervising those working on the house of God. Now, you can get wrapped up in those names and say, what on earth is this? But imagine if we said, fire hurt the sanctuary, and then the Duncans came, and then the Dobsons came, and then the Owens came. You know, you can read all these names. People who were there, they remember all those people. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals, took their places to praise the Lord, as prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. No one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping, because the people made so much noise, and the sound was heard far away. That's a lot, isn't it? Y'all are allowed to go home. Two years and two months. They're putting the foundation stone there, and they are singing, and they are crying, and they are yelling. I've spent the entire week at the Southern Conference Tournament at Floor Field, and I see people who have poured their hearts for 55, 60 games into these kids. And they yell, and they scream, and they cry. Really the only thing actually, and I get it, I get the crying when you're happy. I, I see people do that. It's not something I do typically. But when I saw, um, uh, there's a clip on YouTube, a softball clip, where a girl hits a home run and tears her ACL. And she can't go around the bases. And if she can't go around the bases, she's out, and it doesn't count. But if any of her fellow players touch her, she's out, and it doesn't count. So her players picked her up, her opposing players picked her up, walked around, and let her touch every base. She got home, and that team lost because they did it. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that hits me and makes me cry we're singing, we're crying we're yelling because we are putting it back together in the name of God and so today we remember those people when we were doing whatever maybe before we were born or while we were in school or while we were back home they went over and they fought people who wanted to hurt other people we remember the ravages of war and how it can hurt us and the uh, surrounding nations so badly. We remember the restoration power of God and how God can put people back together. But the way that all started was their loving neighbors around them said, we're willing to help you and give you a leg up. I don't know a better way to, or a better text to read to wrap up these two months and celebrate this special day. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you that you are good and your love towards this entire planet endures forever. We apologize when we start conflict just to start it. And we apologize when we start conflict and desperately want to win. We apologize when we don't help our neighbor because we feel like they should be able to help themselves. Help us, Lord, to understand our brokenness, to understand your generosity, to understand your call upon our hearts to be like Cyrus and be generous. Help us, Lord, as we sing to remember those who play trumpets, who clang cymbals, and who sang to your name as the temple was rebuilt. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to call Ms. Vanessa up, and she's going to introduce what we're going to do. Great thing about hiring new people? They have new ideas. And I got to say, I don't know, we haven't done that before. I've had enough time that I can say that. Mm
4: -hmm. Well, thank you. Um, Although Don is not here with us today, um, I am speaking for Don as well. We worked on this together. Um, And we have combined our knowledge and love of music to share some important facts about hymns and hymn tunes. One of the things I noticed when I first um, joined and started working is that the hymn tunes were not listed in the bulletin. And so I said, "Um, do we just not do that? And... uh, Joe said, well, I think we kind of just quit doing it. And um, so we talked about it, and I said, well, I do think it's really important. And, of course, Don agreed as well. Our hymns are both a gift and our statement of gratitude to the one we worship. The practice of hymn singing continues to extend the traditions of worship. We sing because our foremothers and our forefathers and God also sang in this way. Now, there's a practical side to all of this as well. You don't have to be a musician to use this knowledge. Uh, If you want to, you can look at hymn 196, and that is, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. So that's 196. And then also on 648. God the Spirit Guide and Guardian. At the bottom right hand of each page you will see the name Heiferdal, a Welsh word which is the name of this tune. You can either sing the well-known Advent hymn or the text found on 648 and you can use this same tune to sing the text of Love Divine, All Love Excelling. So there are many ways that these hymn tunes can be used and for the congregation as well as the choir many times when we sing something um, if I were to say well you know this this is Heiferdahl or you know this this is Darwall's tune um, it's just a great way for everybody to understand what we're doing Also, hymn uh, melodies were formerly folk songs. You will sometimes find that the name of the tune um, is the original name of the song. Um, For example, Amazing Grace, Amazing Grace. What Wondrous Love is this? Wondrous Love is the hymn tune. The index of tune names can be found on page 931 in your hymn book. Now, Don thinks that you would like to match up those hymns, tunes, and those titles. He thinks that would be a lot of fun for you, but he does not want you to do that during Joe's sermons. Okay? Hymn singing expresses the universal belief of Christianity, and these hymns are artifacts from our culture and um, historical periods. This strong history of hymns can be studied and linked to the hymn tune that is now listed in your bulletin and will be listed from now on. Many of these tunes are sung throughout all Christian denominations. We believe that the hymn tune is a great way to understand and to begin to create a love for early hymns as well as newer traditional hymns. We're going to be listing these hymn tunes just as we do the composers of the anthems that we sing in our weekly bulletin. Now we're going to begin our congregational hymn sing. So you've got three things to remember. Find your favorite hymn, mark it with your bulletin, and raise your hand and wait patiently. We are going to sing verse 1 and verse 3 only of the hymn, okay?
0: Like a year from now, I'll say that's a good Hyperdol tune. I'll, I'll know that. That'll be good. will be killing it. Hyperdol. What do you all want to sing? Yes, sir. Seven
1: Seventeen
0: versus verses 1 and 3. And I think we'll remain seated the whole time. 98 verses 1 and 3. Six ninety seven one ten versus one and three I'm Weisberg I'm (laughs) Weisberg half of the room <laughs> it's like calling on kids with chapel <laughs> back. Yes, sir. Or middle back. Yep. 77. 77 verses 1 and 3. Fifty years into use, he's doing a good job. What about somebody in the balcony? Anybody in the balcony? Yes, sir. Six nine seven, Six, nine, seven verses one and three. Y'all looking at the hymn tunes? <coughs> Pay attention. On the left side, yes, ma'am. Sixty-four. Nice. What do you say? Okay, yeah. See (laughs) you. front Yes ma'am 701 versus 1 and 3 69, I believe, is Blessed Assurance. That's the first one I can do off the top of my head. Is that right? One and three. i Who's going to pick? Yes, ma'am. 191. Versus 1 and 3. Y'all probably got that by now. 191. Oh, solid. It's a solid. Good call. Way, way in the back, and then over to you, Fred. Miss Sylvia. Three fourteen. You're going to pick, and then our lay leader is going to choose our last hymn that we sing, and then we're going to go get lunch. Yes, sir. 37? 370. the church ever has you get to pick the last hymn what you got Ralph? like the money are you kidding me he's amazing he's amazing 378 that's,
1: that's
0: it. Harriet says, everyone stand up. Number 378. One and three. One, three, and six. One, three, six. I'm going to take a minute I'm going to pray for Billy. Lord, we thank you for Billy. We thank you for the countless times he's led people in worship in all seasons of the Christian year to honor and glorify you. We thank you for the countless times he has supported families who are grieving the loss of a loved one and the way in which he uses the talent you have given him to bless your people. We thank you for his time with us today. And we ask that you bless him as he goes forth from this place to serve this community in so many ways. Amen. Y'all notice he didn't just straight play it. Like he's freestyling y'all, giving the number. And he's doing, he's throttling it back on the second one and ramping it up. Uh, I'm impressed. Officially, officially impressed uh, doing that on the fly. Um, uh, the instructions for uh, eating are rather simple. Um, The far door of the FLC, the one closest to the playground, is the one that they would like you to enter through so that we can wrap all the way around the gym and get all of you on the inside grateful that y'all came uh, even though it was raining to get here y'all are good sports you always have been it's been uh, it's been a fun year uh, worshiping with you we start a new worship series next week for the next uh, two months I figure people are going out uh, for the summer out on the water and so we're going to do eight stories of people learning something critical about God on a creek or on a river or on an ocean and uh, something special And it's going to build on itself uh redemption story of uh, humanity going through that and uh, the man, the myth, the legend George Strait will be preaching next month. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that. It's going to be fun. Um, I believe that's everything. Billy, thank you. And Vanessa, thank you for encouraging us to do that. Aaron, thank you uh, for being here. We're looking forward uh, to your family uh, blessing our time here. So go forth in peace. I tell you what, let's bless the meal. Let's do that as the benediction. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for those who brought all kinds of equipment today to cook. We thank you for those who prepared the tables. We thank you for those who prepared the sides. We thank you for the tables we have for conversation and for the food that you've given us to bless our bodies. Uh, Bless this meal that we're about to have uh, that we can go forth and serve you. Amen. Go in peace. Check out Carson's bags. Go in the FLC. you probably catch it better.